Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you are all doing okay. Good to see you. We are going to launch straight in this morning because we are uh, we are just slightly short on time. So the Bible verses and things will come up on the screen. They'll also come up in the comments. If you've got a Bible near you or something, uh, then do grab it. We're going to be looking at um, particularly one main verse in Micah this morning. If you're not sure where Micah is, there is no shame in an index, okay, or a contents page. But if not, head for the New Testament and then basically just go back a little bit and, and you will find Micah nestled in there, just seven chapters. Father, we long for you to speak to us. This is not so much about my words as it is about your words. This is not so much about our learning as it is about our transformation. And it isn't about a cerebral exercise as much as it's about encounter. God, I need you. I need you every single day. God, we all need you every day. So Micah was a prophet. That's the way it worked in the Old Testament, pre-Jesus. So Micah was a prophet uh, around about 700 years before Jesus came on the scene. And basically, God would raise up these mouthpieces to speak to his people. Micah has seven chapters, as I've already mentioned. And really, what happens is, in chapter 1, God, through his prophet, lays a charge at the feet of his people. And then in chapter 2, he speaks about the solution and restoration and hope. And then in chapter 3, more charges come before his people. And then in chapters 4 and 5, God says, but don't worry, this. And then in chapter 6, the final set of charges. And then chapter 7, God says, but it's okay because this. The themes throughout the book are God's utter contempt and hatred for idolatry, for injustice, for rebellion, and for empty ritualism. Wow. Sounds like a right cheery book, right? Well, here we go. I'm going to read, uh, this is Micah, this is chapter 6, beginning at verse 6. So this is still in God's, this is the final God's charge to the people of saying this and this and this. And uh, it says this. So this is the prophet speaking. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? I mean, shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, all people, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? So he's saying to them, you're saying to yourself, shall I do this? Do I, do I I mean, do I, to appease this God, do I need to sacrifice my firstborn child? Do I, do you want lots of rituals? I know I'll sacrifice a thousand lambs or rams and, and bring you loads of oil. And God has raised up this prophet to say to his people, that's not it. This is what I require of you. Act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. So first of all, we're going to take those three, and we're going to start firstly with act justly. 
So the word justly, if you're into Hebrew, is uh, mishpot, and it basically means justice, uh, a verdict, a sentence. So if you like, this isn't giving people license to be judgmental. That's a criticism often leveled at people and certainly very much at, at people who, Christians who claim to be following Jesus. It's not being judgmental. It's more looking at God's heart, looking at what the Bible has to say, and then comparing what we're seeing with what God's heart is and standing up for an injustice or for injustices. Act justly. It doesn't mean sort your behavior out. It means that we act with a sense of justice. Now, injustice has been in the news a lot these last few days, mainly surrounding the death of George Floyd. And we're going to pause here a moment, and I hope you'll forgive me, but I've actually written some of this out word for word so as to ensure a careful use of words because it matters. So firstly... To our black brothers and sisters, we are so sorry for the pain that you are in right now. We understand pain, but for most of us, we will never understand your pain. Generations of explicit and implicit racism have left many of you understandably hurting and with the despicable treatment of George Floyd as Ashford Vineyard, as those who spend their lives following Jesus, and even just as humanity, we are truly sorry for what you are going through. Black lives matter. It's not that other lives don't matter, but if you have four kids and one gets bitten by a snake, then that is the child that needs your fo focus, your help, your reassurance, and your love. At Asher Vineyard, I can honestly say with conviction that we are not a racist church, but we also recognize that's just not enough. In my own heart, I bear no judgment on people for their skin color or culture, but that's not enough. I mean, it's good that we're not racist, yes, but are we anti-racist? This is to say that in God's ask of us to act justly, there is a personal response and there is a response that goes beyond how we feel towards people and turns into action. So firstly, let's just dip into our personal response. Well, I believe our personal response requires us to dig deep, to come before God and ask him to reveal any prejudice not just against people who may be a different skin color or culture, but people who think differently, people who speak differently, people who express their sexuality differently, look differently, and more. God hates injustice, and yes, for the record, he hates racism. We must be willing to lay ourselves bare before God and ask him to show us if there is any impure way in how we think about and treat other groups of people who are different to us. 
To avoid this step in going to God first would lead us to get straight onto the campaign trail and we would become irritating at best and dangerous at worst, puffed up with self-righteousness. It's been said that the quickest way to recognise our need for a saviour is to look in a mirror. I believe this must always be the start of our personal response, is what we sometimes call some carpet time with God. So secondly, going beyond our personal response and moving into action. Well, it's entirely naive to believe that in any way racism is an issue only in the US. It's like believing that poverty is only a third world issue. In acting justly, it is so important, first of all, having done our soul-searching carpet time with Father, to listen and to understand and to be willing to be changed. Theodore Zeldin, a thinker and Oxford scholar, said, the kind of conversation I'm interested in is one which you start with a willingness to emerge as a slightly different person. If we are to really engage with injustice, then it must become a personal thing. It must be felt and as far as possible known. We engage and listen first. Our actions from there will become more obvious, but will look like taking a stand beside someone, loving well and echoing their voice if they have one or being their voice if they don't have one. Some of you may have had the dubious honour of watching some of America's Got Talent. And there's an incredible choir there that I saw the other day called Voices of Our City. They're based in San Diego. And they are a choir made up of almost exclusively homeless people. And we listened to a lady called Patricia, who she didn't say how old she was, but she has known homelessness since she's 18. I reckon, I hope I'm not being unkind to her, at least 40 years of homelessness she has probably known. She said she has been robbed, she's been beaten up, she's been mistreated, and more often than not didn't even bother going to the authorities because in her words, who is going to listen to me? And then she said this about her choir. I thank God for voices of our city choir. Somebody wants to hear from me. For so many people suffering injustice, they long for people who will stop and really listen. So there are many injustices in this fallen world. And it's a clear call from God that the church needs to stand up and play its part. Whatever the injustice, it's not enough to say, well, I'm not a part of it. We, we, we wash our hands almost with a sense of piety. Well, I mean, I would never do that. No. We examine our own hearts and then we listen to other people's. Ben Lindsay is a pastor in London. He also, I believe, set up, but certainly runs the charity Power the Fight, trying to reduce street violence, gang, uh, particularly knife violence. And he was asked, what must we do about some of these issues? And his answer was to be intentional in grappling with issues of injustice. 
In other words, we've got to engage with them. We've got to rumble with the awkwardness. It might get a bit weird. It might get a bit strange. It might get quite tricky. You might say the wrong things. Secondly, he said, and I quote, everything needs underpinning with prayer. For us to see the change that many long for, it needs God to move in power. God, your kingdom come. Prayer, unaccompanied by action though, is to render those prayers pretty much empty words. There is so much that can be said from these two words, act justly. But I will offer this thought. How much better the world would be if people stopped doing what they want under the banner of, well, I've got the right to do X, Y, Z. How much better it would be instead if people acted on behalf of others suffering injustice. Lockdown has brought out some of the worst in people. How ugly social media can honestly be. How full of hatred and nastiness. Sometimes you go onto it and rivers of bitterness seem to be flowing. Honestly, so many people need to find something truly worth fighting for. People who need someone to stand up for them. It's time, in my opinion, to put our phones down, put the remote control down, turn off the Xbox, dial down the news, cut out the gossip of nothingness, our infatuation with celebrity, find a cause and arise. Acting justly is not about good behaviour. It's about acting for justice, fighting the wrongs that break God's heart and hurt the world. So before we go on, I'd love it if wherever you are, if you'd just be willing to stand. And let's just take a moment before God. Will you come, Holy Spirit? Will you speak to us? Will you highlight right now anything in our lives where we still hold a prejudice? If there are many, then God, at least just the top of the list one. And in my own life, God, and I can't say it for other people, I want to say sorry to you. That is not how I want to be. We want to stand alongside those who are oppressed, who are suffering injustice all over the world in so many different forms. Father, in all honesty, we can't really do this without you. Help us in these coming days to have the courage to look in the mirror and listen to you speak to us. Never in a corrective, condemnatory way, but in a way where you are longing to release us into greater life and greater freedom. And even before the whole of the word sorry comes out, your forgiveness is already released. Thank you, Lord. Do just take a seat very quickly. There's a little bit about mercy and there's a little bit about humility. We're, we're not going to get through them all. I'm just going to very quickly touch on a little bit about mercy. Because we're also told not just to act justly, but to love mercy. 
doesn't even say be merciful. It actually says love mercy. So mercy is an expression of uh, extreme kindness where you step into another person's world. Um, interestingly, I thought the dictionary really was pretty spot on here. Compassion or forgiveness shown to someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. I love the fact that God is so merciful towards us. His mercies are new every morning, the Bible says. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our sins. That's amazing. Basically, he's saying, I don't treat you how you deserve. God's standard is all the way up there. And he says, you're never, you're never going to make it, but I don't, I don't punish you for the difference. And that, I mean, that's why we need Jesus. But he says, I don't punish you for the difference. His mercies are new every morning. His, his, his heart is full of compassion. Father God looks at us and his heart melts. It's a bit like, have you ever had one of those moments for those of you that have got kids or got a spouse and you're just really quite annoyed with them in that moment? And then, I don't know, they just pull that face or something. Or they do the big puppy dog eyes and your heart just melts. And you think, I'm supposed to be annoyed with you, but I just can't stay annoyed with you. So we are to be merciful. As God has been merciful to us, so we are to be with other people. And this is how we are to be with others. We're to step into their shoes. We're to listen and understand. This is almost, in a sense, a, a, um, a following on from the acting justly. And how about this? Here's a radical idea. How about we only have opinions over those things we've got responsibility for? Oh, my word. Facebook would wonder what had happened to three quarters of their traffic. By the way, a big shout out to Jeff Longman here. I have loved your daily jokes. They honestly, they have been one of the highlights of lockdown. And the person who's operating the camera is also punching the air. So thank you to Jeff for those. <laughs> Some of them are shocking. Some of them have augmented my repertoire. So I thank you for that. But how about if we don't have opinions over those things that we haven't got responsibility for? That someone says to you, oh, I don't know, and you just say, I don't know. It's not, my, it's not my responsibility. Like, wow, the freedom that we could have on the inside. How about, let's be merciful. Let's give the benefit of the doubt. Let's believe the best. When you hear something about someone, don't believe the worst. Let's not criticize. Let's not tear people down. I love the fact it doesn't just say, be merciful, but it says, love mercy. Love mercy. Like, it becomes, a, it becomes a passion for you to love mercy. So we are going to stop there. We always long to give people the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If you've never said yes to him before, it's really, really simple. You know in your heart that you want him, and you can just start with the prayer God, I want you. I want you to come into my life. I want you to transform me from the inside out. I'm not interested in Christianity per se, but I'm interested in a relationship with you. And if you've just prayed that prayer, or you do in the next few days in any way for the first time, then let us know. Or maybe you've wandered away and haven't connected with God for ages. 
and you've just prayed that, we would love to hear from you. We would love to connect with you, further encourage you, support you, champion you, write your name on a scarf and then generally wave it and cheer it. So if you would like prayer at all, then you can hop on to church online. If you're not watching on church online, you can hop on there and there are people there who would love the privilege and the honor of uh, the opportunity to pray for you. So if you would like to do that, the address will come up in the comments if it hasn't already. We will just finish by praying. Thank you, Father, for your extravagant love for us. We pray that racism would be utterly defeated that racism has never been your plan, that it comes from the pit of hell. Help us always to separate out the ideology from the people and to always be merciful, to always love people well. And we pray for all our black brothers and sisters who right now are hurting, that God, they would know the balm of your peace like an oil like an after sun applied to them. Give us all the wisdom to know best how to tackle injustices that breaks your heart and hurts the world. Thank you, Lord. It has been great to spend time with you this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you at something very soon. And in the meantime, have an incredible week. And we pray that you know God more and more and you connect with him this week in a way that transforms your life. God bless. Thanks for listening to our podcast today and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.